Blog Talk Radio. Pugilistic linguistics, check out the 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 What's happening, y'all? What's happening? Welcome to the Pugilistic Linguistic Show. I am your host, Michael Foster. The voice of reason in an unreasonable world. And I'm back with the Wednesday Madness, y'all. I have to apologize for not doing the show last week. Uh, Daddy Duty's called. So I had to do that and be Daddy. But I'm back. Big and bold is whatever. So before we get started, like we do all the time, go out to iTunes, check it out, download previous episodes, pass this over to your people, talk about me, have everybody come listen. I appreciate your support. Come check me out. So as we do always to kick off the show, we do what's called a time watch. For my new or newer listeners, a time watch is the weekly shenanigans of your president, Tom, T-O-M, the tiny orange man. And this week, I had a couple of things that I wanted to talk about, but you know, with this guy, there's no telling what he's going to do next. And some of the stuff I'm going to put on the back burner. And I'm going to talk about his speech to the UN yesterday. I mean, and really, I, I don't even know why I'll even speak on that, just because. He has proven himself time and again to be woefully unable to effectively discharge the duties that are bestowed upon him by virtue of the office he holds. That's a long way to say he can't do his job. And this is beyond procedural, can't do your job. This is beyond... This is your perception on the global stage. And I don't care what you nationalists, you white nationalists, you, you Klansmen, Nazis, whatever the hell you want to call yourselves. I don't care what you think with this America first crap. Yes, I think we, can, we care about America, but America has long been the world's moral authority, right or wrong. Now, I have my own personal feelings about us meddling in everybody else's business, but neither here nor there, whether we should, that is the mantle or the mantra we have adopted upon ourselves, and until this paradigm shift happens, that's what we are. To that end, your president, 
has thoroughly embarrassed America time and time again on a global scale. Even though I expect him to be an idiot, I still cringe when he opens his mouth. You know, on a global scale, in front of the UN, you know, uh, overseas, uh, that, that speech he did, I believe it was in Austria earlier this year. Just the, the, the instances where our former president, Barack Obama, made us proud with his eloquence and his sensibility and his sensitivity and his genuine human connectedness. This guy made me cringe for the exact opposite reason. Because he has shown himself to be nothing but a blowhard buffoon who makes himself, and by extension, America look bad. And, and this is beyond, you know, what he does. I, I, I concern myself from the standpoint, you, you know how you got a friend who has a friend, and you question your friend's judgment because how you hang out with that dude or that chick? This person is completely bereft of character. She's devoid of whatever. How do you associate with them? Which in turn makes you look at your friend a little differently. All right, you little suspect. That's exactly how I think the world views America is guilt by association. They look at all of us strange because they're like, how the hell do y'all allow this dude? What? What the hell wrong with y'all? What's going on in America? It's a damn shame when cats from Zimbabwe looking like just when he started running his mouth. You know, when somebody starts talking, you just roll your eyes like the Disma. Who gave this fool a mic? You know, when 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 like you had a funeral or something, there's like testimony hour, and 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 the one chick stand up, you're like, oh my god, we're gonna be here. That's that's what it's like when he picks up a microphone and starts speaking. Look at his chief of staff. Look 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 at what he did during his boss's speech. He had his head in his hands, like, oh my god, yes, my. How long will Americans allow the embarrassment to linger? Will we allow this guy to represent us? There may be light at the end of the tunnel. We'll see when we get there. But this, this, your president has proven to be nothing but. What he is. I'm mad at him for it. My mother told me a long time ago, you can't be mad at a man for being what he is. He is what he is. We're the ones that allow it. So we'll see. We'll we'll see what, what next shenanigans. So they're trying to repeal, they're trying to repeal Obamacare again. They buy some music. 
I do not own the rights to this song, but this is absolutely fitting for the for the topic of today. I'm gonna to hope you hear this. I'm not gonna play it long. This is definitely it. Chicago in the last, I believe, what, two, three weeks now. A young black teenager, Kanika Jenkins, I believe her last name is Jenkins. I'm going to look that up just to make sure I'm not making a fool out of myself. Who went to a hotel party and through a series of events ends up dead in the hotel freezer. Now, let me repeat that. Kanika Jenkins. A young black teen, 19 years old, who went to a hotel party in Rosemont with a group of friends, and somehow or another ended up one first missing, and then secondly discovered dead in the hotel's freezer, like their walk-in freezer where they keep the food and stuff. Now I'm going to attack this on different fronts, but apparently there's some video of the room and like a Facebook Live and. They, they claim there's a uh, sexual assault going on and she was set up. And I mean, there are all these rumors about what happened. She was high. She was on X. She was drunk. She was this. She was that. What ended up happening to her is still under discussion. But here's the deal. This is the first part I'm going to attack this before I get to the same thing. Here's the deal. There are a whole lot of hood detectives out there that have watched a couple of episodes of CSI and can quote every Jack McCoy line from Law and Order who think they didn't got this all figured out. They've, they've studied angles. They, they know this. They, they know blood alcohol content. They're forensic experts. All this crap. They know exactly how this went down. And they have begun to harass people that were at that party through the power of anti-social media. Now, I don't claim to know what happened. 
But guess what? They don't claim they don't know what happened either. They claim to know, but they don't know what happened either. And and, and on some level, I I I don't mind the level of interest in the story because far too often our community is struck with an apathy that's alarming. The point with this is, is it's interesting how everyone is so interested in what happened to Kanika Jenkins and they know all this stuff and they're willing to tell the world what they know about a situation that doesn't concern them. Yet when Pookie and Man Man shoot up a park on the corner, don't nobody see nothing. When Ray Ray and Earl shoot up a school and hit all the kids and they do what they're aiming at, nobody saw nothing. Nobody know nothing. Yet they are top line, front post, front page investigators when it comes to a girl they never met before in their lives. That's interesting. If you put that much of, if you put that amount of energy into figuring out who's killing our kids, no, I don't want to. I'm not going there. You know, I'm I'm wrong. Never mind. But I will say that energy goes both ways. Kanika's killers will eventually be caught or something. Far too often, Pookie and Man Man get away with murder. The killing of the innocents. And everybody stands badly by because they don't want to quote-unquote snitch. But we don't want to talk about that, right? But let's get to Kanika and her friends. The reason I that song is because that song defined a generation that helped mold me and a lot of people like me. We have a different definition of the word friend. Now, let me explain to you what a friend is. A friend is not an acquaintance. An acquaintance is somebody you might hang out with, you might toss up a drink or two with, you might even giggle with every now and then. That's an acquaintance. A friend is somebody who you know has got your back a thousand percent, right or wrong. And you can call them at any time, and there's no questions asked. They got you. I grew up in a society or in a generation to where we took that word very, very strongly, took it seriously. If I consider you a friend, that means you have passed the test and I will now allow you into my inner sanctum. Friend. We go somewhere together. I go with you. I leave, you leave. If I don't find you, I don't leave until I find you. I don't let you out my sight. We po- I remember. I, I, have a, I have a small circle of friends. I've got a wide circle of acquaintances, a lot of folk that I tolerate. I've got a small circle of friends. And how we do 
and we don't do much anymore. We we've, we've gotten older. We do other things, but we we used to go out of town because I'm a, I'm a bowler. We go out of town to bowl, and we go out and hang out afterwards or whatever. And we had a rule: when we walk into a spot that's unfamiliar to all of us, we scatter, post up at opposite corners of the room, scope out the scene. That way we have a, a lay of the land. We have a survey of the land. We see what's in the spot, how things are moving, so we can have each other's back and protect each other. And we watch each other in various spots. We don't post up like centuries, but I may go be and holler at this babe, and he may go be and holler at this babe, and so on and so forth, but we keep an eye on each other. When it's time to go, we all leave. That's a friend. A friend is somebody you call up at 2.30 in the morning, hey, man, some, some stuff then jumped off, I need your assistance. The question ain't what happened. The question is, where are you? That's a friend. That's my generation's friend. That's the generation that wrote the song about it. That's my generation's friend. Things did happen to us. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't all whatever, but it wasn't for lack of trying. We didn't have folk that passed out in hotel rooms. We just leave. But part of the game is that. I did a I did a show a while back about creating lasting relationships in a disposable society. And relationship does not always mean interpersonal sexual. A relationship can be me and you in the on, in the streets. And how we relate to each other. That's a relationship. We have some level of relation. How we value that and how we treat it differs now, especially than when we were coming up. This is an absolutely disposable society. In friendships, are one of the main things that are disposed of. Kanika Jenkins went there to that hotel room, to that hotel party with some friends or people she thought were friends. Now, I don't know if they set her up to be raped. I don't know if they set her up to be... I don't know, but what I do know is they came as three, they left as two, in the car, her, Kanika's mama let them drive. Mm, ain't that some shit? We ride together in my mama's car. You can't find me, so you leave in my mama's car and tell my mama they can't find What kind of shit is that? What part of the game is that? I mean, seriously, I mean, what, what part of the game is that? My friends would have been like, no, bro, where Mike at? We going to tear this joint up till we find our dude. And we ain't leaving until we do. And we're going to raise a ton of hell to make everybody look until we do. That's a friend. 
I have found a lot of this generation of disloyal, fool-ass, bitch-made punks. Because they value nothing and no one. And this ain't me being that curmudgeonly, get-off-my-lawn type dude. This is a dude that values the word friend and uses it very lightly. I've got a five-year-old, and I try to instill in her, you can't call everybody your friend. She's a child, though, so right now I'm not really hell on it, not death on it. But she's going to learn, if I have anything to do with it, that everybody that kiki in your face ain't your friend. Because if this generation is full of bitch-made, disloyal punks, what's the next generation going to be like? How is somebody going to teach you loyalty when they ain't loyal to nobody but themselves and they betray themselves every now and then? What kind of friends did she associate with so that they left her amongst people that admittedly they really didn't know that well? And I ain't salt on her for that. You know, I've been to many parties where I didn't know everybody in the joint. But that makes sure, that that deepens my resolve to make sure that we all get out this bitch alive. That's a friend. That's what friends do. What kind of people do you allow around you? I was having this conversation with my sister about this very topic, and my nephews got involved with friends. Watch your setup. Watch your setup. These streets ain't no joke. These streets ain't no punk. You out here playing. Watch your setup. Watch who you associate with. Watch who you, who you break bread with. Watch who you pull your money out around. Watch who you allow in your spot. Watch, watch your setup. Because everybody that's smiling in your face ain't your friend. Tanika Jenkins didn't have friends. Because if she did, she would probably be alive today. Because a friend don't leave nobody behind. We come together. We leave together. And in certain scenarios, I don't let you out my sight. No, nah, bro, you ain't finna go in that bedroom with that dude. I don't know that dude. And he don't look. No, nah, bro. I don't know that chick. She taking no. No, bro. You just going to be mad at me then. Get a phone number. Holler at her later. But you my man. I ain't let you out my sight because I don't know these mugs. My man, I got into some shit. I need some help. Cool. Where you at? No questions asked. That's a friend. So I guess what I'm getting into all this, and this is really isn't truly about the case, because, again, I don't know. I know what I see, but I don't know. So I'll reserve judgment on all that until the facts come out, if they do. But what I do know is that she called herself friends with the people that she got there with. 
and each one of them betrayed her. And the messed up part about it is that is a product of this society. We are in an instant gratification society to one where making a deep, lasting relationship with someone is not important. I got to get this bread. I got to make this money. I got to go chase this dude. I got to go chase this chick. I want her. I want him. I want this. And I'll cut your throat to get it. There's a, there used to be a game show that came on called Friend or Foe. I think it was on Game Show Network or something. And the premise of the joint was they go through a series of questions or whatever. And again, I don't even watch it that deeply. But the, what, what resonated with me was at the end of the show, the cat that you built with all through this episode now, you know, whether it's a friend from way back or somebody you recently, whatever, the cat you built with all through the show, they give you the right or give you the ability to betray them and take all the bread. You can either go with what they're saying and split it in half, or you can betray them and take all the bread. And you'd be amazed with how many folk chose to betray the person standing in front of them for, for a little piece of bread. That is a product of this society. This is a, this is a disposable society that makes it next to impossible to cultivate long-lasting relationships. There are too many disloyal, fool-ass, bitch-made punks in this society. Kanika's friends were disloyal, fool-ass, bitch-made punks because they let her die. They let her die. It gets no deeper than that. So what do we do? You know, I try to always end something with, with, with action items. So what do we do? How do we get past this? How do we get to a point to where I don't know? Frankly, I don't know. I do not know how do you teach grown folk don't fuck others over. If you call them a friend, be one. I, I don't know how you teach that to grown folk. So I will say this. As the flip to that, watch your setup. Watch who you allow into your circle. Watch who you call friends. Watch your setup. I used to have this argument with with a good friend of mine. Well, I guess not so good anymore. But they would call everybody that, that crossed their threshold their best friend. And you know, I don't get down like that. I don't use the term best friend. I got a couple tight homies that I've known from way back. I don't know about best friend. You know, everybody everybody, everybody nowadays is BFF. What the fuck is that? BFF. 
Everybody, yeah, whatever. But, you know, these people walk around and, and cross this person's threshold and smile and kiki and laugh and whatever, and that's the best friend. Never mind the fact they're screwing you over. Never mind the fact how they treat you when you're not watching. And I point this out, and I'm wrong. Yet every single time I pointed this out, it came out to be true. This person did not have your best interest at heart, and she showed herself approved of that time and again. Am I that smart? No. I'm just a good judge of character. I watch folk and watch what they do when nobody's watching. That's called character. What is the character of the folk that you have in your circle? If you need help, what are they going to do for you? If given the chance to fuck you over, whip they? That's how you determine friendship. Kanika had no friends in that hotel room. Because if she did, she'd be alive today. It's a depressing and sobering thought that something so simple has such lasting impact. So I'm going to get on down now. This is my 30 minutes. Watch your setup. If you can't change the society, change your perception of it. If you can't make folk be your friend, then find new people to hang around. If they aren't worthy of it, don't force it. Because if you do try to force it and you're around the wrong people, you end up dead in the proverbial hotel freezer. And everybody's shaking their head like, I don't know what happened. Folks standing in front of your mama, I don't know where she is. Watch your setup. Again, I'm going to go ahead and say adieu to you all, as you. I actually been stewing about this for a while. As you can tell, it came out a little forceful. But I'm going to bid you a firm adieu until we meet again in my Kirk Franklin voice. Again, go out, check me out on iTunes, download all the older episodes, spread the word. I think I got some things to say, and I swear I think people need to hear it. But until I see you next time, as I always say, take care of yourself, because you all you got.